Mystic Chick here. It's about that time to grab a craft root beer, a fruit-infused sparkling water, or an iced passion fruit hibiscus tea, which is one of my favorites, and get settled into a big, puffy cloud of positive energy to contemplate another morsel of mystic goodness. So today we are doing kind of a, we're changing it up, we're, we're having a fun and funky kind of Monday afternoon. It's a special edition of Lunchtime with Mystic Chick. And Virgo Lass, I'm sure, is going to have a lot to say because we're we're so energized and pumped. It's the middle of the day. So much fun. Thank you for being so wonderfully flexible in doing this this special lunchtime show. Special lunchtime edition. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great. Virgo Lad is at work. Uh, my cat Bowie, who sometimes screams during dinner time, is just <laughs> fast asleep next to me right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> so wonderful. <laughs> it's cozy time. It's cozy time. See, this is, and probably some people out there have eaten lunch already, so they're just kind of like settling into the rest of their day, and this is a nice little kind of, I don't know, way to start the second half of the day. Right, maybe like you're working from home, and you're just putting like some podcasts on in the background, and we are here for you. (laughs) Totally, and yeah, we're talking about methods of divination, uh, because there was too much to talk about the last time, and so um, anybody who is actually out there and listening at this moment, you can kind of put questions in the chat, we might be able to answer them with uh, our methods of divination that we use. <laughs> Whether the, it is tarot cards, I think last time I did a crystal reading for that yes. guy that called in. So yes, that was did. fun. <laughs> um, yes, and, and, we play, and we played with Bibliomancy last time. Oh my gosh, that was a good time. Yeah. We might do a little bit more of that. Yeah, good times, good times. <laughs> um, and I have to say, this is like... <laughs> You can find methods of divination everywhere. So I was actually at Five Below like a week or two ago. (laughs) And they had, they actually do have some like uh, tarot, like learn how to read tarot card, like boxes and stuff for $5. But I actually found one on the power of the moon cards and I couldn't resist. (laughs) (laughs) So they're lunar oracle cards. So we might have to break those out today too. That sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Good times. (laughs) And there's like a little book with it, which I'm hoping, I think I put it on my bookshelf right here. So I might poke around and look for that uh, in a minute, but it, breaks down like your moon signs in there so that could be fun bestill my virgo heart (laughs) (laughs) um just wanted to kind of put it out to the people that you know it has been a little sporadic with the podcast the last few weeks or month ish um and i apologize for that i've had some health issues that i've been dealing with and hopefully we'll have some kind of resolution with stuff in the next few weeks. So I'm hoping that things are getting back to normal. But um, we wanted to make sure that we didn't miss another week. So that is why we're doing a lunchtime show today. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, um, we can always mix it up. Mix it up over here. Mix and match. 
I mean, it's happy hour somewhere, right? It's it is five o'clock somewhere. Well, the other thing was it's not five o'clock by us Central Standard Time, and so I did pick drinks that were you know appropriate for the time of day. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing alcoholic, unless you know you can have a beer at lunch. Sometimes we'll let you do that. It could still be brunch somewhere, you know. It can do like a Bloody Mary or mimosa, and no one's going to judge you. <laughs> well, it's interesting too, because like, um, you know, six months ago there was a lot, there were a lot more people working from home and zooming it and stuff. And now with things opening back up, uh, people are kind of treading back to the offices, and there are more rules there. Yeah, boo. I actually, that's a really good point. I wonder how many people were like drinking while they were working from home. I realize that's just something that no one's talked about, but it had to have happened. You know, I think there was like, I had, there was like a study that came out like a while ago on the the amount of people day drinking. It was very large. Whatever it was, it was over 50%. Yep. So, anyways, uh, before we go into like more methods of divination, uh, I just wanted to like make a side comment because it was you had um, sent me the some article on the sage. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to read it yet, but we like the whole cultural appropriation thing and like some of these methods of divination that we're going to talk about today may, you know, we might have to kind of add some caveats about cultural appropriation, but the article that I sent to Mystic Chick was about um, white sage and how a lot of Native Americans can't even use it for their ceremonies anymore because uh, it's gotten over harvested, basically. And most of it is wild caught, you know, wild harvested. And that basically just means like uh, people who have no business harvesting um, sage are like going into fields where Native Americans would usually harvest it. And they're just like clear cutting it. So like people can't even really find it anymore because it's like just giant business. I mean, if you think about it, we when we talk about like smoke cleansing, we always say it like sage. Oh, I have to sage my place. You know, we haven't like, there's so many other things that you can use for smoke cleansing. You can use lavender, you can use rosemary. There's all sorts of like, you know, lovely herbs that you can use. But like since I'd say the 80s or 90s, we only think of using sage. And obviously, if you use one particular herb for something, it's going to get over harvested. And so that's basically where the cultural appropriation comes from, is that like Native Americans shouldn't be running out of sage for their ceremonial practices that this is all tied to, because um white people want to sage their yoga st- yoga studios. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that is so true. Yeah. Um yeah, so well and I have like a sage oil candle that I had gotten on Amazon for like clearing purposes and this was like I don't know 4 or 5 months ago before we had our talks about the sage um <laughs> The, I, the lack of sage epidemic. I don't know how to put it, but uh, so I don't even know if like I should feel completely guilty about my candle. It's a, I mean, it doesn't have sage, but they who knows how much sage oil is even really in it. <laughs> exactly. And also it's I mean, there's like white sage and then there's just like regular old sage that you can like grow on your windowsill. 
And like that sage is fine. Like you can even like just go ahead and make your own sage, like just grow it and like dry it and turn it into your own little bundle. It's the white sage specifically that's being over harvested. Okay, that's good to know because yeah, it could be just random. Random sage is probably okay, just not the white. Exactly. <laughs> not the pristine. Um, all right. So anyway, so back to the list of we left off, I think I'm trying to look at the list. <clears throat> I'm I think I'm gonna go back to some of these because I think we kind of touched on them, but we were kind of like running through things last right, time. Right. And there's always like so much more you can say. There's always so much because I think we actually we were talking about bones. And I think that's kind of where we left off because um, you were kind of talking about different animal bones and um, then we got a collar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it's not really that I know very much about um, using bones because, again, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that my what I was saying last time was about how like that sort of method of divination works and usually how like most um, like it doesn't have to be witchcraft, but like practices where you're using something that's um, sort of like used to be alive, you know, like if you like had chicken bones or something like that, it still has like an, you're, what you're using is the energy or the spirit that's attached to it. Whereas if I was like trying to do the same sort of divination with vegan bones, like they were made out of plastic, <laughs> like I wouldn't get nothing. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even, I can't even imagine that really. Now I've got to Google that. I bet you can find them on Amazon. I'm sure you can. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, that's like, vegan thing. chicken bones for divination. Oh my God. I'm actually, I'm just going to Google that. Vegan bones for divination. <laughs> wow. And I don't even have any alcohol in me because this is a midday show. Unlike right. our usual happy hour. Right. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm all hopped up in coffee and that's it. Oh, okay. So here is kind of, I forgot actually about this, but it's in the same vein, but it's shells. You can actually read shells. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, that, that I would feel much better about doing. It would probably be a lot easier for me to get shells as well from Lake Michigan than, than bones. I mean, like, I mean, sometimes I come across like bones left over from someone's like chicken wings on uh, the Red Line L train. But I don't necessarily want to use those for divination. Oh my god! Okay, I unfortunately happened on to um, <laughs> on Etsy. There is um, <laughs> just I'm looking. I googled vegan bones for divination, but I got animal bones divination object. Select your species. <laughs> Select your species. <laughs> there is a list. Um, <clears throat> Cow, bison, or buffalo, opossum, gray fox, mink, beaver, nutria. I don't even know what that is. Pronghorn, antelope, elk, river otter, groundhog, domestic rabbit, unlike the non domestic rabbit, coyote, red fox, badger, bobcat, and whoa, raccoon, armadillo, muskrat. It just keeps going. Oh my, okay, now this <laughs> has really me. strong cultural appropriation vibes to me. <laughs> Wait, what the heck is a Norway rat? What? <laughs> are they just 
just like saying things now? Do you have like, just, like making animals up? <laughs> oh my god, the Jackson, get, get your get, get your jackalope. Oh <laughs> my god, bones over here. Some unicorn bones. <laughs> oh my god, unicorn bones. Okay, just I'm just gonna just duck out of that one. Okay, hang on. I'm checking one other thing. Plastic bones for divination. Do they even exist? I mean, I guess that you could use like plastic bones that came from like a child's, I don't know, like toy box or something <laughs> like that. Wait, 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 wait. Um, I'm trying to think. Like Operation Game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got like the femur from Operation. <laughs> oh my god, that that would be kind of amazing if you took like all the organs from the game of Operation and you use that for divination. You're like, oh, the heart. I that I need more heart. I need to work on my heart chakra. <laughs> well, man, I got the rubber band again. <laughs> what the heck even was that i don't okay um wow anyways all right so enough on bones but uh that's where we left off so the next one on the list uh that i wrote down was the human body yeah that's kind of your forte right (laughs) i guess maybe it's everyone's i don't know it depends on the, the part of the body but like this is kind of where things like phrenology come into play where you like people would read the lumps on the the skull oh yeah uh palm reading mm-hmm. um <laughs> i'm like drawing a blank on these on the human body i mean <laughs> i guess you could really look at anything and this is kind of something that we talked about before too was that anything can be a method of divination as long as you kind of are able to sift out a system for it and attach meanings to things you can use it in your life to kind of get answers or connect with your intuition so it would be interesting to see i should do some research on other ways that people use the human body Well, let's talk about palm reading right now, because I think that that's something that, you know, a lot of people get into. (laughs) All right. So for me personally, I mean, I think I've had my palm read once or twice. Um, The the information I got was not in on in any way, shape or form, like connected to my life. It was really kind of out there. But uh, and I have tried to read palms myself, and I feel like you really need to learn from someone because yeah. I've, I have really tried. But the the things that, you know, the, the ways the lines and the palms can kind of like deviate and whatever, like it takes a really skilled person to kind of sift through how those lines angle differently and what they mean. I mean, there are so many layers to palm reading. Right. And I was like reading a book that was like explaining all the lines and of course looking at my palm and everything. And I was like, nope, that's not true. Nope, that's (laughs) not true. That's not true either. That doesn't make any sense at all. (laughs) I did like, oh, one time I back in college, I had a friend who was actually really good at palm reading and she would do really good tarot card readings too. Um, She was a Pisces. So of course she took to all of that stuff really easily. (laughs) 
but at one time I, I saw, and, and some of it too, I knew was her like pushing her own agenda. Like if she was like reading the palm of a boy she liked, it would be like, you know, oh, you know, like you're going to meet somebody really soon. You might already know her, that sort of thing. <laughs> That's awesome. But, um, <laughs> but I, I do remember like a couple of like really sort of like unexpectedly like creepy moments where like one time she was like, reading a um somebody's palm and like i think the lines on your palm that indicate children like there was kind of like a branch to it and uh, she was like oh did you ever have a problem like you know with uh conceiving a child and the girl was like i yes i've had a miscarriage so oh that's always awkward i i even with my tarot readings uh I, I it just was always awkward when something like that would come up and just kind of bring up some painful stuff for people. It's like you gotta word it very carefully. Yeah. Oh wow. Well that is really interesting. I wonder did she have any like uh gypsy in her heritage or anything? Mm, not that I know of, but she was I uh, was Southern Italian, so maybe. Oh, okay. They kind of do some magical stuff themselves though. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you would know. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we talk about that last time too with our caller? Oh, yes, we did. I think a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like how, um, because yeah, like again, like we were saying, like not all divination necessarily means that you're practicing witchcraft. Like, I mean, especially like the two of us are lapsed catholics but i mean if you <laughs> look into the catholic religion i mean uh, like there is divination and a uh, witchy stuff going on all over the place i mean <laughs> and some of it could be regional like maybe if you're a catholic and you're from like new england you would think that tarot cards were like you know uh, the devil's party cards or whatever but i mean if you're in new orleans i bet that every catholic family has a deck <laughs> Oh my gosh. And even just like, you know, the angels and the saints and the, all the like, oh my God, weird yes. things like, yep. you know, bury when... St. Joseph upside down to sell your house. Everybody knows that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then have a few in, in, you know, a drawer somewhere in case, you know, you run into anybody that's trying to sell their house. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had the glow in the dark rosary. <laughs> it just, you know, and you would hear like my very favorite parts of the Bible. Honestly, the only ones I cared about were Genesis and Revelations. And I could hear those till the cows come home. But just Revelations and the war in heaven and just the apocalypse and just it was a nail biter even when I was like, you know, in second grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways um <laughs> good times good times <laughs> so the human body uh and we might go back to that at some point but there's a bunch of things you can basically i mean you could even read the nails on your hands and you could look at your nails on your hands for like health reasons too but there's there's like all kinds of different weird things you can do with the human body um i was just thinking of one that was for another episode <laughs> to say hey <laughs> <laughs> but i mean that is a thing like the shapes of things and how they differ like nobody has the same shaped nether regions and kind of like what that means so like different shapes of hands mean different things 
So if you have kind of longer fingers, you're uh, more of a um, an outgoing person, more in tune with people. You end up do, be, doing well as a public speaker. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Okay, so like you just brought up another region. It's like, okay, I am a esthetician. I <laughs> do Brazilian waxing. Like, should I be vagina reading? Is this like something <laughs> I should be researching? <laughs> I I think you should. And actually, I really do. And this is going to sound completely creepy, but this is the scientist in me from my psych background. But like, um, the scientific, you know, methodology where you kind of like just start making kind of notes about how different people are shaped and then any associating qualities like, you know, how they talk to you or whether they talk or they're more introspective or their approach to life, like all those things might come into play. Yeah, something about that feels like weirdly really too personal. <laughs> For like, for for what I do, <laughs> I don't okay. think I should vagina read. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this could be a good book. So you don't name names, but you just start, you know, for your own edification. Just like, okay, think about, um, think about all those like weird doctors from the seventeen and eighteen hundreds that were like pulling up dead bodies and things like that. You got to learn somehow. That's all I'm saying. Gotta and it's not somehow. like. People are going to just sit there and say, yeah, let me do. Well, actually, they would. <laughs> That's what you need to do. You need to just host a party, <laughs> have some sort of giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> say, let's just take a few photos and then I'm going to categorize them later. Oh, my God. I'm such a scientist. Okay. That 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 doesn't sound like a very scientific party to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I can make this work. I'll come up with a system. I promise you. And I will report back. Uh, <laughs> all right. So and then I totally forgot about face reading. Uh, I mean, that would be a big one. So there's there's an author that I, I interviewed um, way back when I had a nightcap with Mystic Chick years and years ago. Um, and her name is Rose Rose Tree. But she came out with a book on face reading and it used to be like everywhere, like you could go to the Barnes and Noble and it would be in like the bargain section, like you could find it everywhere. And uh, she kind of breaks down like the different parts of the face and how different like noses are shaped. And that's actually where I was pulling from when I, not knowing it, but that's kind of what made me think about your situation <laughs> was that, you know, she does kind of like draw all these like, you know, differences from different shaped uh, parts of your face and your approach to life. And it's actually pretty fascinating stuff. I think I just saw like, I don't know, it was just like a silly meme or something like that um, about how Sagittarians all have like very similar noses Obviously, that's not true. But. <laughs> <laughs> but is it? I don't know. How many Sagittarians do you nose? I mean, no. Do you nose? <laughs> 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 <-dum -bum. laughs> I'm in such a weird mood. Sorry. Um. <laughs> yeah, but that would be interesting if certain um, facial features aligned with um, uh, like zodiac signs. I am sure. Oh, yeah. They, no. Well, okay. As far as zodiac signs, um, they do talk about different parts of the body relating to different zodiac signs. So, like, oh yeah, like yeah, like um, Virgo. That's all your stomach. You like, carry all of your. We carry all of our stress in our stomachs. It's, it's super fun. <laughs> I think uh, Cancer is associated with the breasts, which it's like, man, I'm a Cancer. I should have more up there. 
I should have more going on. Come on. Like, <laughs> really? Like Montel Williams show worthy boobs. But no. <laughs> I have what's described as an athletic body shape. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be like how big that body part is. That's <laughs> about how sensitive it is. You're a sensitive cancer. <laughs> That's true. And at, during different times of the month, like if anybody were to go near those things, I would just <laughs> throw a fork at them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. All right. So, <laughs> uh, so the next on the list, and I might go back to crystals. I know we talked about that some already. So I, I might circle back on that one and just kind of skip to numbers. Um, but basically a little bit with crystals, you can use crystals as a method of divination. Um, if you kind of work with their energies and their, every crystal has a different vibrational energy, but also like their different colors can give you more information. Um, and just when I do crystal readings, I do a, like several crystals together and it gives me a better picture of kind of an aspect of what's going on with someone. It's not the only thing I do when I do a reading. Obviously I read tarot cards a lot. Um, I do some numerology, some astrology, but the crystals actually are really, it's, it's kind of weird because um, it's like a backdoor way of getting more information about the person and their situation because they it's just so you wouldn't really even think it was related and you pull these colors and you pull these types of crystals and you start seeing oh oh you know they need a lot of grounding in their life you know something's going on some something heavy is going on <laughs> before you even like lay out the cards or do anything it's just or you know there's some there's some blue stones in the mix and it's like oh they're they're needing to uh, find their voice or they're struggling with communication and um, that can come out in a bunch of different ways you know either in the workplace or in a relationship or whatever and so that's why it only is like part of the the picture but it's very interesting. So we might go back to that. But so the next thing on the list, though, is numbers. Yeah, I think that you're a lot better at this than I am. Like, I mean, I've, I've tried to learn about numerology, but I mean, I have dyscalculia and numbers and I don't jive together. The only thing in numerology that sticks for me is that you were supposed to make a wish at 1111. <laughs> I... That is a thing. <laughs> I'm actually, I have like all these books on my bookshelf right here. I think I'm looking for my angel numbers book. So give me half a second. Um, I might've moved it. That's unfortunate. I have so many books. I have to, that's like one of my projects this, this uh, summer is like actually going through all of my, all of my many, many books. But anyways, so angel numbers. Oh, I think there's one other place. Let me check. I should probably be talking while she <laughs> is looking for books. But I'm just over here hanging with my cat. My cat also doesn't understand numerology, doesn't get it at all. <laughs> If you made a wish at 11.11, what would you wish for? Maybe more salmon. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
wouldn't everybody want more salmon? It's like, <laughs> I swear to God, it's eluding me. All right. So anyways, um, that's part of the problem when you're like working with this stuff all the time is like, <laughs> I just have it spread out everywhere depending on like what I'm doing and with who. And so it's like, you know, it, it, it it's, it's here somewhere. But anyways, so you have like numerology and you also have things like angel numbers and you also have like just kind of the vibrational energy of anything that exists. And how do I put it? There's also like the, um, there's a, the, a number system that they use when you're like reading tarot cards and all of them are the same, but slightly different. Like <laughs> it's kind of frustrating for me that like basically the vibrational energies of like everything that exists in the universe go like through nine. But if you are working with tarot cards, they go through 10. <laughs> so yeah, I know. I mean, the only thing that I think that ever really clicked with numerology was like learning more about tarot cards and like that certain like numbers in the tarot cards, like mean certain things. Like this is why five is like almost always a bad card when <laughs> it comes up in the tarot decks, no matter what suit it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, fives are, fives are interesting because when they're, so you have to look at like every number whether you're doing numerology or whether you're doing tarot cards or you're doing angel numbers. Well, angel numbers. What's the difference between regular numerology and angel numbers? Uh, I don't know if it's just Doreen Virtue who does angel numbers. And I actually met her years ago at like downtown, downtown Chicago. There was a bookstore. It wasn't Healing Earth, but it was near there. It was a big bookstore that everybody would go to. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's yes. not around anymore. Uh, do you remember the name of it? Oh, I can't. I remember. Okay. Yeah, I can't even remember if I ever got there. I didn't think I had a friend who used to work there once. Oh, my gosh. So I've met some interesting people over the years. Um, I also met the uh, Alison Dubois from Medium, the the show. When she was touring, that was interesting. That's a story for another day. Uh, <laughs> God. But anyways, um, so Doreen Virtue, though, she has written a number of books, but uh, I think she she wrote a book for um, like light workers and stuff like that years ago, like 20 plus years ago. And she came out with an angel number system. But I'm not saying that she's the only one that does that sort of thing. So that might be worth a Google search. But I have her like angel numbers book. And I think that it's helpful for certain things. So like it goes through like 999. I and every number has its own page and its own kind of description. So it's just a, another tool to use when you kind of feel like you're either stuck or you're doing a reading for someone and um you just want a little bit more information and they they say something like they're hooked on this number. Like usually that's when I open the angel numbers book is like I keep noticing the time on the clock says this. And a lot of times it's somebody from the other side trying to reach through and connect with them. But it could also be that it's symbolic of a point in their life where they need to pay attention and do a certain thing. And so every like angel number has kind of instructions as to 
what you're supposed to do with that type of number combination. It's kind of interesting. Uh, but anyways, so we have, um, aside from angel numbers, um, the, the energy of things when you kind of, I don't even know how to explain this. It's frequencies. Okay, there you go. So you have these different frequencies that exist and every frequency has kind of like positive and negative aspects to it. And I, I kind of was thinking about it like a radio dial where I think it's more like you have the positive aspects of the numbers going like to the right and like a number line and you have the negative aspects of the numbers going to the left, kind of like, you know, negative one, negative two, negative three, like you would do on a number line. Because that seemed to actually make more sense to me when I was kind of working with it. And I don't know, I've never really, with all the research that I've done on numbers, I hadn't really heard anyone describe it like that, but it seems to make the most sense to me. So when you have, say, the number five, and either somebody is struggling and their house number is a number five, or they are having a year cycle number of five or something like that. Somehow number the number five keeps appearing to them or they keep getting numbered as a five for different projects or whatever the case is. It is positive. When it's positive, it's like very um, concerned with like independence. And it could be this like great kind of um, freeing number. But when it's out of balance, it can be very chaotic and crazy. And it just throws all of the things that you've been working for into disarray. So basically, because the numbers tell a story. So, you know, you're starting with kind of one energy, which is like, you know, new beginnings and um, new starts and, and kind of a naive kind of view of things. You're taking in the information, you're processing things, you're, you're trying to figure out how to create something and bring something into being. Then you work on to two where you're kind of working, you need partnerships, you need help and friends to kind of bounce ideas off of and give support and possibly resources to kind of make these ideas to come to fruition. And then you move into the threes which are all about manifesting. You're you're finally bringing those those ideas into the physical world in some way. By number four, you're getting into kind of the stability of things. So you have you know brought things into being. They're starting to work and they settle down into a pattern. And things kind of go. You know, it's like even for an example, starting a new business. And you've created this this business and everything is busy for a while and hectic and you're trying to figure out, you know, who's going to cover what shifts and all that stuff. And then you kind of get into the flow and that's number four. So then it's just kind of status quo, you're stable, you're whatever. Well, by the time you get to five, if you're in balance, then it's like, well, yay, you know, it kind of gives you that pause to kind of free up your your perspective, see if you want to continue the way you're going or change things up a little bit. But that's kind of that that space of five. But when you're out of balance, then you can take all these things that were stable in your life as a four and then shake them up and they could just fall out sideways and everything could be a huge mess. Um, so 
five is an interesting number. Uh, and then you kind of go into six, which is kind of the number of the goddess. It's the number of domestic bliss of everything like coming together and the warm fuzzies and great relationships and and all of that, the emotional component. And then you go into seven, which is kind of taking a step back from things, feeling like, well, this is all great, but now I'm feeling a little unfulfilled. Like, is this all there is? I need to think about this. I need to like not interact with people for a while so I can figure out what I want. And then you figure out what you want and you go into an eight year, which is all about kind of goal attainment and having those things physically and like being at the top of your game and really like manifesting some wonderful gains that maybe like, you know, you wanted as when you were in that three space, but you just weren't ready to accept them yet. You were too new as a three, you know, manifesting something new. It wasn't, it hadn't aged enough to to do that. But by eight, you've got that. And then um, because you've met all your goals, you go into a nine, which is you know, letting go of things so that you can start it all again and just kind of like letting go of the material so that you can prioritize the emotional and the kind of worldliness of everything where you're kind of the humanitarian aspect of being in the world that you've had everything kind of like the Bill Gates when he's evolved to, you know, making all these pledges to give away a lot of his money to help with these different causes. <laughs> Long-winded stuff, sorry. Yeah, but I think that that actually explained it a lot better than I have ever seen before. So, <laughs> so I think, no, so long-winded, sometimes it's good when you need to, actually, I wasn't long-winded. Like, I think that you kind of summed everything up really well. It's, you know, it's just like, just, you know, a journey, you know, like just like the, the fool's journey and the tarot deck. It's, it is definitely. And so when you look at it, so those are kind of the numbers, the, the one through nine is kind of what you use with like most things in the universe and with crystals and their energy frequencies and whatever. When you go to tarot cards, then you are working with a system of 10. It changes a little bit. Um, so basically, it's pretty much everything that I've said, but the 10 then is the death of things or the end of a cycle or the culmination of something. So either something really happy, like you finally found peace and everything's come together in your life, or it's the death of a cycle and you're ready to start new with number one again, that, you know, it's played out that you've gone through enough crap that, you know, you can lay it to rest now. Oh, that's always, that is extremely helpful to know. It's like, it just gives it like a little bit more structure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I really do love the number aspect of all of that because I, I really do think that it's, if you don't pay attention to that and you're just looking at the major arcana, say, um, you will miss some pretty useful information. Yeah, so, and I think that as somebody who is very more math minded, that would probably help them to learn the cards a lot better than, you know, somebody who's more going by like, you know, the visual aspects of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's so much symbolism. Like I think we've done several um, podcasts on just tarot cards, but I, I really think that it doesn't hurt to kind of delve into that stuff again um, at some point, because there is so much symbolism and there's so much going on with those cards that it really does take years to kind of, master and, and get your own kind of um, intuitive messaging system from them. 
So <clears throat> moving on. So that's pretty much numbers. There's a whole bunch of, if you want to study numerology, there's a ton of books on it. It definitely is not for the faint of heart. Honestly, numerology can get pretty in-depth pretty quickly. And it's all pretty simple math, but there's just so much math and there's just so many things to calculate and keep track of that it can get a little tedious. So if you are a numbers person or, you know, whatever, I think that would be definitely a great way to kind of play around with connecting to your intuition and and just kind of getting more information about people in the universe. But it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Like I think I listened to one podcast about numerology and it explained how to find like your own personal power number by adding up like your birthday and all of this stuff is a whole combination of numbers. And I got on my calculator and I tried and then I, I, I kept losing track. <laughs> it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many layers. Seriously, you need an Excel sheet and you need to like have like all the columns, like, like program the columns to do the math for you. Like it's just insane. Right. <laughs> oh, so the next thing on the list is synchronicity, which is one of my very, very favorite ways to get messages from the universe and tune into my intuition. And Virgilas, I don't know if you like what your experience is with synchronicity or kind I'm of like so bad with synchronicity. <laughs> As a Virgo, I, I overthink things too much. So <laughs> 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 so it, that is like the part of my intuition that I need to work on more. Mm. Okay. So the awesome thing about synchronicity, and I mean, I'm sure that it's not like it used to be for a number of years, it was kind of a buzzword, especially yeah. with, um, God, like Oprah from like the Oprah early 2000s. The <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All that jazz, which, yeah. But synchronicity, and I'm trying to think of who really kind of brought up synchronicity at first. And I think it was Carl Jung was like the first one to really hone in on what synchronicity was. He that might have sense. even caught coined the phrase, but <clears throat> don't quote me on that. So it's been a long time. But um, it's basically when things, um, kind of images in your life or things keep happening over and over. And um, there's this <laughs> there's there's definitely way better ways to define synchronicity. But it's basically the way I think about it that that always was like helpful is when you think of the Matrix, the movie, and you think about that scene with the black cat and the black cat, like they go through this, I don't know, room or house or something. And they see a black cat and then they go through some, you know, another room or something or they go back and the black cat reappears or something. And they're like, oh, no, that's that's a glitch. There's a problem whatever we need to pay attention to that well it's kind of and it could be like positive or negative synchronicity um in your life sometimes it can serve as a warning to protect you from certain things but it could also be kind of a way that the universe communicates with you to say hey you know you, you got to pay attention to this you got to get on this like you've been putting something off you should start working on this or even something really positive like hey you've been you know kind of in the dumps but like this is coming like you know get excited because woohoo <laughs> <laughs> so synchronicity um and for me anyways 
I love it because it is the most graphic way that the universe can communicate with you. It shows you images in in real time in 3D a lot of times, but not always. Um, and you're just sitting there going, this is so just strange. And it's just when something just seems like either it repeats a lot and it, it doesn't have to be the same form. So it could be you watch a movie with a bunch of a certain type of bird in it. Then you're driving down the road a couple days later and you see that same exact like strange type of bird. Then you're doing something else at work and a company that you're working with happens to have that bird as a logo or something like I, that might be a weird example, but you're sitting there going, okay, this is an odd bird to begin with. And now I keep seeing it everywhere. And this is just weird. Well, pay attention to that because that means the the universe is communicating with you. Um, but it could also be something like just really graphic and weird and odd. And I think I did talk about this some in the last show. So I don't want to use the same examples. And some of them were actually pretty upsetting that I had come across in my life. So I'm searching for one <laughs> that wasn't upsetting. God, I think for me, I end up tuning in a lot more when it's for to protect myself, because mm -hmm. apparently a lot of my examples are warnings. <laughs> fun <laughs> fun um but i mean like things like um here's one that's not too too bad and it's kind of it, my sister-in-law who passed she loved animant and like this animant song like every time i drove somewhere it kept playing on the radio and i was never i never listened to animant um and it was the same exact song like several times over the course of a couple weeks and it something about the song actually related to something that I was going through at the time and it was like her way of kind of like reaching out to me and I wouldn't have even like paid attention to it if I hadn't already known that it was like her song right uh but and that's just kind of an obscure one but there's always I mean there's god there's so many times where something just odd happens and you're sitting there going like something shouldn't be somewhere or there's too much of something or it's coming out something's coming out of something that it shouldn't or um god <laughs> it's just so random and odd like whenever you sit there and you go this is really random and odd um there's something to it. Okay, so here's an example that's not scary. It just came to me. When I was living in my old house, I had a series of gas leaks. I had gas leaks inside the house. I had gas leaks outside the house. I was constantly sniffing around and looking for gas leaks, finding them, calling the gas company to come out and make it better. So after like five gas leaks, I'm not kidding. Oh, shit. <laughs> and your house is trying to kill you. That's not all. Ha one of the gas leaks was the hot water heater. I kept having visions that the, the this one closet where the hot water heater was was exploding like a big ball of fire. And it turned out later, and they told me there was no gas leak. That was the worst part. But they said, oh, hey, the furnace is carbonizing. And so that was causing... Uh, this was like right before the carbon monoxide detectors were required. But mm -hmm. <laughs> that was causing carbon monoxide poisoning <laughs> in the house. 
Well, after the furnace got fixed, then I'm like, I still smell gas. And they found the gas leak by the hot water heater. So it actually could have exploded. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, and then they did find toxic mold in several places in the house. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much fun. So anyways, um, and I was having like dreams and visions of like mold all over the walls. And it happened to be like in the subfloor and like the attic and things that I couldn't find, like find by myself. It, it took somebody looking for termites that I was swore that we had because I was going crazy. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so, so many gas leaks in this house. And one day the gas company, this guy from the gas company knocks on the door and he goes, Hey, you called me. And I said, um, no, this time Uh-oh. I did not. <laughs> And he's like, well, your name's on the form. And he had my name on this order form. This is so creepy. And I'm like, "Um, well, I didn't call you. I'm like, but, you know, since you're here. Yeah. (laughs) Since you're here. Take a look around. If you notice anything, smell anything, then please tell me. Check these things. You see something, say something. Yeah. If there's a reason, there might be a reason why this happened. Well, he doesn't find anything. (laughs) But the next day. My next door neighbor, they were working on some sort of like project. They hired some people to work on something, redo their basement. They hit like a gas line or something and the whole house, the whole basement exploded. Oh my God. (gasps) It was so, and they couldn't inhabit the house for like a year, but it was a big gas explosion the very next day. And I did like at the time I was kind of shaking going, oh my God, like they were, it was just this weird like thing that was so like out of character. Like you don't expect just gas people to randomly show up at your house and ask yeah, if everything's right? okay. But that's basically what he did. He was like, you know, you called for me and it was like, no, I didn't. But, <laughs> but people certainly dream. Yeah. But people certainly called for him the next day. Like uh-huh. it was just crazy. So I don't, do you have any weird stories like that? Oh God. You know, I would probably have to like ransack through my journals and things like that. I think I got turned off on a lot of that, like, because I was, you know, in my 20s, I was doing the whole like um, looking and searching the universe for signs everywhere that didn't necessarily like, you know, mean anything. It was just like me trying to like, you know, push my agenda or you know how it is where, um, you know, like you're young and uh, like, yeah, say like you're 23 and, you know, like you're in a relationship and you're just like, Oh, but like, what does this mean? I saw this feather falling from the sky. And I think that's the universe's way of telling me that I should give him another chance. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, it's so easy to like put your own agenda onto something. And again, like my one friend who was, you know, the, who was the Pisces, I think probably really burned me out on it because she was constantly calling me like in the middle of a work day to tell me about a song coming on the radio and what did that mean? And I was just like, it, it, I don't know. It means to listen to a CD or something like, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to tell you. So yeah. So I think I, I got burnt out a little on synchronicity for that sort of thing. <laughs> well, okay. So, so here again, like, I mean, like, again, like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm an earth sign. Like, I mean, I need, like, I, 
doing like you know the subtle meanings of the universe like that doesn't come naturally to me like it has to like be like some like some like really huge thing in order for me to catch it so here's a couple guidelines because i i do see your point and i do i think anybody can get locked into that like when they're they're like doing too much intuitive work and then they're starting to attach meaning to everything and like over analyze and it's just like oh my god just just sometimes a donut's a donut yeah (laughs) (laughs) just eat the donut and enjoy it thank you universe yeah (laughs) um so basically if you if something is repeating like more than three times or more i would start to take note i would start to write those things down and uh oh i have another example actually i'll tell you that in a second and the other thing is um if you How do I put it? Uh, If something looks just really strange and odd and it's really just out of place, like it, it doesn't have to happen three times, but if something is just graphically just odd to the situation, pay attention to that because there's usually a reason. So basically start imagining your day as a David Lynch movie. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's why he's so great, actually. <laughs> uh, so there was one time where I was convinced I was going to die on Christmas. <laughs> well, that hasn't happened yet, so I'm glad. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was Christmas of, was it 2003? I'm going to Google it now. I believe it was Christmas of 2003 or Christmas of 2004. I'm checking one thing before I, because it's part of the story. Okay. I think that's what it is. I think it was 2003. Oh, nope. 2004. Okay. So anyways, um, I was convinced that I was going to die on Christmas Eve and it was going to be in 2004 and for months or maybe even like, God, I don't even know if it was a year, year and a half before that, I started feeling like something was wrong. And as the date got closer, um, I was just more and more, um, I don't know, beside myself. And I kept getting these signs about um, kind of symbols having to do with like a ring of fire, like either the song ring of fire kept playing Or there was, um, like, visually, I don't know if I saw, like, a movie with the Ring of Fire, but I kept coming across Ring of Fire, Ring of Fire, Ring of Fire in all these different things. Like, I think I wrote a book, and it, it, like, talked about something and referred to it as a Ring of Fire. Oh, God, this is really giving me David Lynch vibes now. (laughs) Fire, walk with me. (laughs) Oh, my God. I actually, it was getting so bad that I, I did journal all of it and write things down because I'm like, this means something. I just couldn't figure out what the heck it all meant. And uh, so by Christmas Eve of that year, I was really like so upset and distressed. And I I didn't know what was going to happen. I I was sitting there going, is there going to be some kind of bomb going off? Like what, you know, everything seems fine. Like the weather didn't seem bad. Like everything was okay, except I think there was a full moon. And I just there was something about the full moon and there was something with all this other stuff. And I'm like, something is just wrong. And I went to bed and I'm like, well, I guess I'm okay. And kind of relieved, but weirded out. And the next morning I woke up to find out that that huge earthquake 
with the tsunami that killed oh, like God, yeah, over a hundred thousand people or something. I can't remember how many people died in that. Um, it was. Hang on, I'm checking. Uh, Two hundred thirty thousand people died. Yeah, I, I want to say that was maybe like two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine. No, there was another one then. Okay. They, <laughs> that one was smaller, but I'm talking oh, about... Oh, yes, 2004. I remember this now. Yeah, because I, I Dan was a baby. Yeah. Um, But it was... And that was part of my reticence. Like, I, I couldn't believe that I thought I was going to die. I was completely healthy, but I'm like, I have a baby. Like, what the hell is my problem? Like, wh- <laughs> where is this coming from? Like, I right. seriously was going crazy. And um, the moon, because and there was something about the moon. I don't know what the astrological alignment was, if it was a blue moon or what the hell was going on with that full moon. But moons influence the tides, too. And there was something like off about the moon for some reason. And it was it was just this. And so the the interesting part about all this, though, is that the Indian Ocean or India and all of those places that got hit were in what they call the ring of fire. It's a, uh, a fault line. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm just saying it was, it was one of the weirdest things that I've ever experienced. Yeah. And I was just picking up on the energy. Cause I, I am, and we've talked about this before that I align myself with kind of the other side and with death, I feel very comfortable with death and I can feel all of that very easily. And so I was picking up on the souls that were already kind of like halfway transitioned out. Yeah, that's, I mean, but I'm, am like very glad that like it wasn't something pertaining specifically to you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, yeah. before though, like yeah. where I've like taken on things thinking that they were mine and because I'm an empath and it turned out it wasn't my stuff at all. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. If you're an empath that, I mean, because anything that happens in the world is going to happen to you because you're like just absorbing it all. Oh my gosh. And it could be like people close to me. Um, It could be like somebody else is really going through a struggle and I'm like a psychic sponge and I'm like, like feeling depressed and feeling all these things. And it turns out it's because of somebody close to me. They're feeling depressed. Like it's weird how it comes out sometimes, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, but anyways, synchronicity, it's super important. I rely on it all the time. Um, if you are feeling like something is odd and it just keeps happening, please start writing it down and date it. Make sure you date it. Make sure you write down as much about it as you can. Remember, um, what type of, of thing was it? If it's the same thing that keeps repeating, was it exactly the same thing or was one that, you know, a picture you saw in a magazine and something you saw out the window and something, or, you know, really break down what the heck you're noticing because it will tell you something. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think now. It's like, have I ever had anything in my life that was like this? I, I, yeah, I really don't know. (laughs) I mean, again, also a problem too is, you know, like having a neurodivergent brain is that like, I forget things really quickly. So it's kind of like, I mean, I have no object permanence. So like, say maybe I saw like a crazy red bird and I was like, oh, huh, that's weird. 
And then I was like, that dog has a puffy tail. And I forget all about the bird. Oh. And then every single time I see the red bird, it's like the first time I even saw like, oh, hey, there's a red bird. <laughs> That's kind of cool. <laughs> well, okay. So here's part of it that, and maybe this is why um, I feel so connected to that stuff, but it's all energy, right? So even yeah. when the universe is communicating through synchronicity, it's using energy the way that you would feel out energy from a ghost or anything else. So a lot of times if it was stuff, especially that was trying to keep me safe, um, my arm, the hair on my arms would stand up. Mm -hmm. Like I would get a chill. Like if something repeated a few times, it, like I would get, my whole body would react to it. Like this is weird. You need to pay attention to this now. But mm -hmm. I also grew up in a very traumatic situation where I had to rely on things beyond my five senses to survive. And the the Dr. Larry Dossie, who I'd interviewed years ago, he wrote a book called The Power of Premonitions, which he may, I think he renamed eventually, he retitled it for some reason. But he was a doctor who observed um, in his practice that people going through trauma had extrasensory kind of powers because they had to survive and they developed some of these more fully because just for survival purposes and they weren't even aware they were doing it well yeah actually that is usually where empaths come from is that like yeah it's a it's a trauma response you know like you end up like soaking everything up like a sponge because you're trying to stay on high alert for like the next thing that might happen. Or like, I think that, you know, like my childhood trauma response was just to put up walls everywhere. So that might be why I'm just completely missing all of these signs from the universe because like they have to knock extra hard to get in on me. And I'm just like, Nope, door is closed. Sorry about it. <laughs> That's a healthy way to deal though. Like, you know, you're protecting your boundaries. Is it? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's like a middle ground between that. That's probably the healthiest, you know, like in between like having all of your walls up all of the time and having them open all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But then wouldn't that just be like somebody who has had kind of a normal upbringing? Isn't that yeah. like... Yeah, I okay. guess that's, that's what that would be. <laughs> <laughs> it's our response to stressors and how, depending on whether we're introverted or extroverted or if uh, we're a water sign or an earth sign or a fire sign, how we deal with stress and trauma and kind of protecting ourselves, I think all that comes into play. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, like, I mean, my, usually my preferred methods of divination is like, yeah, like, yeah astrology or the cards and like just doing like heavy journaling about it so like it's usually like very internal for me yeah some some angry journaling angry journaling <laughs> intense <laughs> yeah i i mean i journal for like a purpose, but I can't journal just to journal and i actually was admonished by my sister like you need to journal better <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I mean, on it. actually, I think that is kind of a form of divination too. Is just like 
uh, free writing where you're just start writing and you're not really like thinking about it. You're not really like writing about a particular subject. Usually it's like first thing in the morning, like when your like brain is still pretty sleepy. So you're just like journal, 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 journal. And eventually you see like a through line where you're like, oh, I, I just hit on something. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And, and that is what I've heard is the magic of journaling. I guess I get bored before I get there. <laughs> like, cause I bore myself. It's like, did you ever like have those moments or maybe it's just me where like, I'll be somewhere like at a party or somewhere talking, I run into people and I start talking because they ask me a question, not because I'm not, I don't usually try to dominate conversations. I'm more kind of a questioner cause I'm curious and whatever, but they ask me something and I start to answer it. And I give this convoluted answer that just keeps going. And I'm sitting there watching myself talk going, my God, shut up. <laughs> I can't like, I can't even stand to hear my voice coming out of my face anymore. And these people are stuck here. <laughs> like I'm wrapping up already. And I just, you know, then I'm stressed out by my own <laughs> like lack of being able to stop talking. It's awful. But um, that's kind of how I feel about journaling is that I just kind of prattle on and ramble about stupid things. And I know you have to get cut through all that to get to whatever's like the seed that's, you know, buried right. underneath. But I just, by that time, I don't have any patience. It's like, I don't know. It's me. I need to practice better. I need to be, be a better journaler. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a book. Be a better journaler. Be a for, better journaler. The, <laughs> <laughs> the universe will thank you. Yeah. But again, it's like we've said before, is that like nobody needs to practice any type of divination that doesn't drive with them. Yes. Unless somebody's forcing you and it's like your life is on the line, then just do the divination that yeah. they ask of you. That would be really weird, though. Like, I, that would be a super weird situation to be in. <laughs> Not in movies. I mean, they, they force, like, witches to do things all the time. <laughs> yeah, but, like, the witches are usually like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll make you a potion for, for power. It's totally going to work. <laughs> Let me throw in some deadly herbs. Go ahead, drink it down. <laughs> so much fun. All right, so we're gonna we're going to in our quest to stay at an hour. It's been an hour and almost forty minutes. Before we wrap up, yeah, before we get cut off, if we're like it, <laughs> we have one more uh, thing that I wanted to touch on. And obviously, the list is pretty exhaustive. I'm not going to get through all of these, but I'm going to give some highlights from this Wikipedia list on types of divination. So I might include a link. Uh, to this on the show page when I upload this. I know I've got a bunch of uploads in the queue. A couple of them may go out a little bit less edited just so that I can get them out there to the public because I've had um, some health issues and I've just have not been able to get those out. So I apologize for that, everybody. Like there is stuff to come. So just, you know, in the next few days, I will pop some things out. God, that sounds a little weird. <laughs> uh anyways uh, yeah we've yeah we got really weird in this episode we didn't mean to next thing we knew we were just talking about vagina reading and popping <laughs> things out <laughs> well because it's not we see what happens when we don't have alcohol like i know right turns out we got even weirder when we're just on coffee <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm on energy chocolates. They're good day chocolates. Let me let me throw a shout out. Good day energy chocolates. If you want to sponsor us at any point, they do kind of get me over that hurdle of not having coffee. (laughs) (laughs) They have caffeine in them, but they are not like drinking a cup of coffee. So thank you. Good day chocolates. All right. So huge list of methods of divination on Wikipedia. I'm going to just touch on some that I find interesting or I'll just randomly read some. (laughs) The first one being (laughs) (laughs) abacomancy, which is using dust as a reading. (laughs) Seriously? Oh, man. (laughs) My place is pretty dusty. I don't kill at this. (laughs) I'm thinking that it's like motes of dust, but I could be puffs of dust when you're cleaning things but i that one i would have to get more information on spirits writing messages in your dusty mirrors <laughs> yes all of that um <laughs> now this one's an interesting one a dryomancy and it, there's an arrow that says see hydromancy it's the met- metathesis of hydromancy i'm going to click hydromancy all right um I mean, it's probably just reading water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scrying. Scrying with water. So there you go. Mm -hmm. That was too ornate. (laughs) (laughs) I feel a little bit like, you know, really? Come on, people. All right. uh, Let's see. Anything else? Ooh, reading flour. Alluromancy. Like you're going to bake bread. Flour, not like pretty flowers. Oh, I thought you were talking about pretty flowers. Like, no. No. So that sounds like very kitchen witchy. Yeah. Now, this one would be interesting. I'd like to see this in real life. Um, it's <laughs> a, with an A, electriomancy, which is rooster divination. Rooster divination? <laughs> I don't want to know, actually, because I'm hoping they're just watching the roosters run around somewhere and not do the weird, um, like, Santeria kind of rooster stuff. Right, seriously. Yeah, I'm going to look this up. If it's seriously just about, like, you know, happy chickens and roosters running around, then I'm definitely going to let, like, one of my friends know who, <laughs> who like, lives in, like, you know, a queer commune with a bunch of chickens and a rooster. <laughs> oh, my God. There's one that's pretty gross, amniomancy um, placenta reading. Oh, God, there's so many midwives who are into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and eating it and making mm-hmm. it into pills Drink and all that. Yes. Pills and- <laughs> yes, I know. I personally know people who took their placentas and made them into pills. I did not. Um, I just stopped there. Uh, I also didn't like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, you're, you, the baby's crowning. You know, you want us to get a mirror and you want to touch or and you want to touch the baby's head. No, I do not want to touch the baby. I don't want to look at that whole thing. Just, just tell them to come out <laughs> just just get it out of me <laughs> why are you handing me a mirror right now <laughs> I, I need to keep some mystery alive here like, yeah, right <laughs> i will have nightmares forever i do not know what it looks like down there all right so um let's see what's another one? Oh, here's a good one anthropan anthropomancy which i'm probably mispronouncing but that's the human sacrifice one that's pretty solid a lot of people do it <laughs> no but if you if you went back the last like five thousand years like it was a pretty normal thing to do 
Yeah, like throwing a virgin into a volcano. Well, okay, so the Aztecs did a lot of human sacrifice. They did the ball courts and the games. Um, like a lot of it was very ritualistic and like a lot of people wanted to be sacrificed because they would get a place with the gods. They would bring favor to their people. There was all the stuff going on with it. Mm-hmm. I got Shirley Jackson's The Lottery. Oh, yeah. That book. Oh, my gosh. That's well, it's a story. It's a short story, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like technically a book book, but that was a good story. I still remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That one sticks out. It does in like a creepy way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, here's a fun one. A pantomancy is chance encounters with animals. Oh, I want that one. I know. It's so cute. Okay. um, Let's see if I can find one that's not an A. All right. Let's go into B. Um, (laughs) This is weird. Biorhythmic divination is by biorhythms. Explain what exactly that. Would huh? I said explain that one. <laughs> I'm assuming that you could count like menstrual cycles in that. Maybe. Maybe sleep cycles. Um, okay. We would have to kind of <laughs> energetically maybe with like electrical pulses and rhythms i don't know um we'd have to delve into that more uh this one is interesting (laughs) i i think this is kind of i feel like it should be fancier but it's called bumbology and it's by the bumps on the skin i mean i'm an esthetician so like (laughs) i i I feel like that that's one that i could probably do pretty easily (laughs) I I actually would be curious to learn yeah. more about I that. I mean, okay, like it's probably completely not what this is about, but I mean, like yeah, in my line of work, it's like reading the bumps on the skin means like, oh, you're breaking out in this area. That means that your hormones are flaring up or you're breaking out in that area. Looks like you might have a fungal infection, that sort of thing. Oh, what? Well, okay, tell me, what area do you break out in when you have a fungal infection? Okay, so usually that is when you, I mean, and it could be anywhere on your face, but I think most usually it's your forehead and like, um, like on your cheeks, but they will be like little, just like flat bumps, just like covering that one particular area. And you can't extract them out. And I mean, it's something that's kind of rare. It's usually um, could be related to like a yeast infection that somehow traveled up onto your face. So super fun. But honestly, there's actually a very easy fix to it. And that's washing your face with dandruff shampoo. Really? Yeah, like Nizoral is a really good one because that's antifungal. Holy cow. So how many times do you have to do that? I mean... Probably if you are using like washing your face with head and shoulders for like three months straight and it's still there, then it's probably not a fungal infection. (laughs) (laughs) I see. Yeah. (laughs) That's good to know though. Like, huh. So that's different than like cystic acne acne. Yeah, yeah. No, cystic acne is like those really big hard bumps underneath the skin that take forever to go away. And those also won't those also you can't extract them out but they're really like you know just large and painful to the touch where uh fungal acne is more like smaller tinier little bumps that are just really spread out okay huh 
That's interesting. All right. Well, okay. So that could be a thing, reading the bumps on the, the skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one that you might find amusing. It's dactyl, dactyliomancy, which is um, doing readings by finger rings. Ooh, jewelry. I like it. Uh, One that is close to my heart because my name actually means crowned with laurel leaves is Daphnomancy burning laurel wreaths. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Demon, demonomancy is using demons to get information. (laughs) Doing a shakedown in the demon realm. (laughs) Shakedown of the demons. (laughs) Um, And this one is kind of gross i'll have to to tell you that it's dream dreamimimimimancy which is using bodily fluids i mean i guess there are a lot of witches out there who use menstrual blood so Mm, and spit i just i hate the spit yeah no that's why i don't do chewing tobacco anymore because i just couldn't take carrying on that pot all the time (laughs) Just checking to make sure you're listening. <laughs> Everybody's got a demon, okay? <laughs> I've got a support group. I'm going to stop. Um, <laughs> I know it's mostly ball players and me. <laughs> we actually mm, ball players and mystic chicks. <laughs> oh my god! Also got a sex addiction. It was kind of related to the ball players and the chewing tobacco. <laughs> just kidding all right so um you can use but you can use all kinds of things like anything and everything can be um a way to divine information whether it's ink stains sacrificed animals insects um oh this is interesting floriography is using (laughs) flowers feelings oh kind of like um bach flower essence remedies okay maybe i don't know but like it's the flowers like emotional feelings about things oh yeah i'd say that that's probably like that i mean i i remember like reading about how um you know dr bach who like made these flower essences he would like go into the fields and he would like just take flowers and like put them on his tongue and then just kind of get like the energy of that flower and yeah it's emotional resonance and then he would distill them into these flower essences that are supposed to help different emotional problems do you think that any of the flowers like bit him back like what you can't just boil me down like i mean like his his goals were kind of nefarious i mean there's got to be some spiky flowers who were just like <laughs> get off me <laughs> i do not consent to be put in your mouth <laughs> you're gonna do what with me <laughs> 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 no, you don't want me. I, I just, I, I'm not telling you anything. <laughs> just... <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> you can't get me to talk. <laughs> um. Oh, here's a weird one. Gyromancy is by dizziness. <laughs> so you just been around until you're really dizzy, and then, and then, like you know. I don't know, like divine from like your scrambled scrambled up brains. <laughs> <laughs> Till you fall over and like maybe where you fall over or if you fall over on your left side or your right side or like, I don't know. Like I'm sure there's a whole scientific process to this. 
if you hit your head on the edge of the coffee table, that means that, you know, you're going to have a bad year. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've done that. I actually, I was in the hospital once for like a week and I stood up to do something and I just fainted and just slammed my head into the side oh. table and slammed my butt in the floor. And I like slid down the wall and I just sat there like staring into space for like quite a while because the nurse came and finally found me. <laughs> I didn't get up of my own volition. I was like, I'm okay here. I think I could just be here now. <laughs> this is my world now. Right now, I don't need to move. I'm, I'm, I'm fine here. <laughs> I'm okay, good. Hello, Floor. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, here's one. Iridology using eye color. Oh, I don't yeah. understand. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like that would be kind of a fun one, especially when you get into... Um, it's like I want to. What's it called again? Like, um, like when your eyes are like, um, like heterochromatic and have like all sorts of different colors like mashed up in them. Oh yeah. Huh. All right. Oh, lab <laughs> this is kind of something we were talking about before, but this one just translates to by the lips, and it's labiomancy. But I think it can also be used down there. Um, labiomancy is a thing. It is a thing, and it and it basically that is the maybe that's where the saying "read my lips" comes from. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, what was another one? Philomancy. I'm sure that like. God, there's, there's got to, I'm sure they've used those things, honestly, like, um, the nether regions for readings. I am sure of it. Cause I mean, if they're using these other body parts and like a lot of the cultures were way more fertility focused and sex focused because that oh my meant God, yeah. abundant crops, abundant people to work the crops. <laughs> um, <laughs> so but I'm not seeing anything else in L. Like, I kind of was wondering if I'd come across, like, lingamancy. What would that be? Like, lingam was the Indian word for, like, the men's genitalia. Oh, yeah, because I was about to ask if there's, like, a penile mancy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's got to be, you know? Like, I, men are so fascinated with their parts. Oh, my <laughs> God, Yeah. <laughs> It's just, uh, but I'd have to go through this exhaustive list. I probably just haven't come through. And I'm only on O. So, I mean, we could be here all day. There are so, so many. So, basically, I guess what I'm saying is, if the normal things aren't doing it for you, if you, if you keep trying different things and you're not connecting with anything, um, go through the Wikipedia list or just sit there and go, okay, what am I drawn to? What am I connected to? And find some way to connect with that and divine information using that somehow, because that might be your thing. Exactly. Yeah. Let's try. It's yeah. Throw a bunch of things in the ball. See what sticks. Just try a bunch of things. Mm hmm. I mean, they even have like they do list the Ouija board. Ouija. Just Ouija. Not Ouija Mancy. <laughs> Ouija Mancy. <Just> Ouija. <laughs> um, Did we but, talk about the Ouija board in the last episode? I don't know. I, I know feel we, like the Ouija board could almost be its own episode. I think so, because there's so many. Yeah, we might want to talk about that one. Set that yeah. Up for, because, yeah, I mean, it's more than just a slumber party game or a movie theme. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to circle back to get all corporate on the Ouija board thing. But I'm gonna circle back to Ouija boards. 
There's so much. I mean, they even have one. This is so lame. I'm sorry, but this is, and I don't even know if I can really use that word anymore. So I apologize. Um, this is so just goofy, but shuffle Mancy. The use of an electronic media player, such as an electronic playlist, iPod, (laughs) where the song is the answer to the divinatory question. I mean, okay, I can kind of see that because I feel like that's very close to bibliomancy, where, you know, you just like open up to any page and see what the answer is. But yeah, if you have like a larger record collection than you do a book collection, then yeah, I could see that being more like your thing. (laughs) Totally. I mean, I think we've, I've asked for help before and just um, give me a sign and just listened to the radio and heard what popped up and that it actually did help. So um, I just thought Shufflemancy was a very weird but way Shufflemancy is a weird way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, um, there is, we talked about face reading before. So the actual name for that is schema, schematomancy. Okay. With S-C-H-E-M-A for what it's worth. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> Everything is a thing. That's the Everything thing. is a thing. <laughs> yes. So, the, oh, this one's interesting and it goes with kind of with, um, Synchronicity is sim symbolomancy is things found on the road. <laughs> yeah, I could see that being very big. <laughs> Synchron- synchronicity sort of a thing. <laughs> I mean, especially I guess if you were if you were traveling. But there's ones where you could study um horse behavior, fish behavior, rodent behavior, which is myomancy. Um, ant behavior, myromancy, <laughs> um, nigam, which is spider or crab behavior. I don't know how they like came to that conclusion <laughs> to group those things together, but whatevs. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's a ton of this one's interesting. Thumo thumomancy is by one's own soul. Ooh, so would that just be like intuitive, like? Yeah, probably just your like your own intuition. Hmm. Ew, Euromancy. What's that? It is it is not like Eurovision. It's U R O and it's by urine. Ah (laughs) no, thank you. Oh, and actually there's a million ways you could take that. Like, you know, where do where is the urine? What kind of pattern does it make? And does it have blood in it? Oh, um, I mean, a lot of these actually do border on like early medicine because yeah, I, mean, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, I mean, like uh, p- most people should know how to read their own pee. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. obviously, if you're uh, if it's super bright, like yellow, then you need to drink a damn glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's cloudy, I know that means something. If there's, you know, there's all kinds of things uh, that can go <laughs> so much fun with. Okay, anyways, and um, this is the last one I'm going to. Okay, two. <laughs> Sorry, two last ones. One of them is with an X, Xenomancy is uh, using, uh, getting uh, prophetic kind of information from strangers, which I mean, I, I've done. Oh, oh God, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's almost the easiest thing because, I mean, like, like you're always going to find somebody wants to read you. 
Well, no, not even that. Like those, I, I do agree with that. But also, you know how you're somewhere and somebody you don't even know comes up to you and says something odd? Have I have ever- my walls up. That doesn't happen to me. Oh, my God. Oh my God, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> oh, no, empath. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, in several different ways. One of them is I'll be standing there and I'll overhear someone talking right next to me saying something very strange. Or somebody will actually come up to me and like say something completely out of the blue just to me for no apparent reason and then walk away. Oh, okay. The weirdest thing that ever happened to me was um, so one time I was walking down the street and, um, you know, I passed this one guy and he said, hi. And I said, hi. And he just out of nowhere, he said, not many rabbits out today. And I was so confused. I did not answer. I was like, I guess. Like, I mean, it was early spring. Like, I didn't know if there was like a reason why like we should comment on um whether like it was unusual that there weren't any like rabbits out like you know in early march or i didn't know if it was like maybe it was a secret password that he was trying to say and i was supposed to say something back like no but the crow flies at midnight like <laughs> i didn't know if i was supposed to go up to somebody else and say not many <laughs> rabbits out today so <laughs> oh my god <laughs> again I'm, I'm a virgo and i'm overthinking things <laughs> no but it's it's really weird or like somebody i've had it where like somebody will just be like walking past and like you know and you're completely not connected to you in any way and then they'll just turn really quickly and say some look you in the eye and say something like just odd and then keep walking like it's the freakiest thing <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> Empath. I mean, but that's the thing is that like, I mean, you do get to, you read people's energies and, um, or I, not even you in particular, but like anyone can tell if somebody is more open or if somebody is more closed off. So, I mean, I feel like maybe introverts in general, we don't get as much of that because our energy is don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing sometimes, but you do miss some of the crazy. Oh, darn. I, I don't know why I like the crazy, but it's always <laughs> interesting. And I've always been divinely protected from anything going horrifically wrong. So um, I've had some really odd things happen in my life. And I've said and done some really, really dumb things in some dumb places. And nothing is bad has ever happened to me. And I'm, I have to thank my guides for that because I'm like, my God, what was I thinking? <laughs> Shut up, Mystic Chick. Don't say that there. Like, do you know who those people are? <laughs> so you are probably the person who is constantly like turning around and making heavy eye contact with somebody and saying something cryptic and walking away. Oh my God, I probably am. <sighs> Anyways, okay, so last on the list, and it actually is last on the list, is zygomancy. <sighs> Using weights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so personal trainers out there, if you want to expand your business. <laughs> right? <laughs> Either that or I suppose if you are a scientist and you, you're like maybe into physics or something and you're using weights and measures... I don't know. It's not really telling me. Although it's saying it's Greek from from Zugan, which is yoke, balance, 
So I'm assuming bigger things. <laughs> yeah, or maybe like trying to see like how much you can carry until things become unbalanced. There you go. My God, this could go so many different ways. Right. <laughs> <laughs> The possibilities are endless. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's a good place to wrap it up, considering like we have completely done in our hour long show with a grand total of yeah. over two hours. Yeah. Yeah. We have got to like stop even pretending that we can do an hour. Like, we're, we're lucky if we can get it down to an hour and a half. <laughs> I blame this midday kind of experience because we're just more awake and we have more energy and we've, we've just talked longer. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Less obligations like right now. Like <laughs> we don't have to like rush off and make dinner or anything. No, it's just, you know, We'll have to talk about this because <laughs> I'm like, I don't really care if we call it something else. It's five o'clock somewhere with Mystic Chick. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere with Mystic Chick. <laughs> um, Day drinking with Mystic Chick. Oh my God. Let's keep the pandemic party rolling. Sure, everybody's vaccinated, but come on. <laughs> Doesn't matter that things are opening back up. We can have our own bubble here. That's right. <laughs> Oh my God. All right. So, um, yeah, we have a lot to talk. I think we've touched on a lot of points. Um, we've got some ideas for topics for upcoming shows, actually just to having the show, but the, at the end of the day, please, 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 everybody out there, just remember that, um, you need to, to just being able to find some way to connect your intuition is just going to make your lives better like it's going to enhance your overall experience it's going to make you feel more connected to people it's going to make you feel more supported by people both in this realm and other realms and it's just going to help give you some extra guidance about like where you want your life to go <laughs> <laughs>